Okay, one more time. All right. I'm April White. And I'm Christopher Tompkins. And you're on the line with the Hype Buster. Welcome. Ready for some real talk on strategic communication? You're in the right place. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to Hype Busters. Hey. Oh, 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 let's bring that up to a 10, April. That was about a 6.5. <laughs> hey. <laughs> okay, excellent. Well, welcome, folks. It's uh, Chris and April doing Hype Busters, like you, you know, because you're listening to the show, uh, which is nice. So welcome to the show. So this, uh, this episode, we have so many stories that we know so much about. Me and April were just talking about how, how our level of expertise on some of these topics um, cause you know, before each one of our shows, we really sit down and we think until we're sweaty, you know what I mean? About these topics. And, uh, you know, we throw a log on April's fire. And if you're watching on our, uh, only fans channel, you'll see the <laughs> fireplace behind her, which is, uh, otherwise it sounds like very, very suggestive. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you want to take it that way, folks, we're earning our mature rating. Um, you know what? Our uh, we can uh, we were the number one, number one podcast in uh, Portugal, and then we got dropped because of our explicit nature. So I hope I like how it changes countries every time. Well, you know what? We're international. We are. <laughs> you, you, you laugh. I got the reports. I, I mean, when 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 Veronica sends the, the reports over to me, the dailies uh-huh. as we call them. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. And I look through all of our, uh, our our listener. I look at the demographics, and it's 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 pretty it's pretty interesting. Yeah. So April, what, what's uh, what's been going on in your world? Well, I uh, I have very exciting news on the collaborative front in that Hamish, who's been doing our marketing, is making it over to the U.S. and we are going to have our first in-person meet and greet, which is like su- just such a funny world, right? Of the pandemic and everything, I still haven't met you in person. No, Mm-mm. I'm also going to meet Laura Schooler in person for the first time. Oh my God! You've never met Laura before. No. See, this is the funny thing. I have all these like very close friendships with people that are developed remotely, and then it's like, wait, I get to meet them in person. What will that be like? Ugh, letdown. I mean, I, 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 <gasps> you worry. You worry sometimes. I'm kidding. I think it's never, never been true. I think it would be pretty cool. That's awesome. So when, when when is he coming over? Sunday. Holy shit! Okay, so that's really soon. Very soon. Yep. Wow, wow, wow. So we're we're headed up to um Brandford, Connecticut, and we're doing a full branding exercise um from start to finish. So basically this company is well funded now and they're off to the races, but they started as a different concept. Okay. And as they evolved, they didn't really have their brand follow them. And mm-hmm. so what we're doing is helping them get to the bottom of how they now want to position themselves given that what they started as and the name of it doesn't have anything to do with what they're currently doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll be a full rebranding in terms of, you know, the name, the concept, the logo, the design. Oh, the that's podcast, fun. The full th- yeah. The full Monty. So um, wow. should be really cool. So it's two, two full, you know, really full days of meetings and some train rides and, you know, some planes, trains and automobile shenanigans in between, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, talk about like never meeting someone and then fully meeting somebody. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, you're going to see how they interact with other passengers and on different uh, modes of transportation. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be great. I mean, you guys will be totally fine. Are you going to be close to Hartford, Connecticut? 
I don't know how close Brantford and Hartford are. Well, you should, look, you should look into it because, I mean, if you really wanted to give Hamish some like full on culture, um, he can go to a, you can go to a <laughs> taping of Maury because Maury tapes in Hartford, Connecticut. Oh, is that why you're asking? Well, right now, listeners, if you're, if you're listening to Dead Air, that's April searching for uh, the, where Hartford, Connecticut is. Just to really Well, it's 12 hours walking, but I don't know why they gave me that as an option. Um, 12 hours walking. But it's, only, it's only 50 minutes, but it's further oh. up. Brantford is closer to like West Haven, Bridgeport okay. area. Hartford mm-hmm. is up. Uh, well, you know, next time maybe you guys can do that. We're doing, we're, we're doing a bunch of running around New York though to meet other team members too. Oh God! Okay, wow, that's going to be a. We're a, flying a, into New York, and then taking the train to to Connecticut. Oh wow! Taking the train back to New York to do also a promo photo shoot on Thursday before I fly out. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah, I usually don't go and meet people. I don't either, but now mm. I want to come meet you and also do a photo shoot. Actually, funny, funny story. <laughs> oh my God. I, okay. This was like, Monica, warning Monica, alert. Warning alert. Monica was like, oh my God, a photo shoot with you and Chris is going to be so funny. Mm-hmm. And I said, yeah, all I'm picturing is us back to back with our arms folded with two dumpsters and one's full of cash and one's on fire. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. I can arrange that. <laughs> <laughs> like so i have to fly to florida and i need you to come up with props oh yeah absolutely i mean florida we're talking about dumpsters I, one of those. <laughs> I passed like four dumpster fires on the way here today i mean honestly that's just like that's how we do <laughs> and then like all fake cash just like overflowing oh god and counterfeit money that's another thing real big here in florida that'd be great yeah yeah <laughs> so we have to get that figured out but yeah, absolutely. One, absolutely. Thing a, one thing at a time. One thing at a time. I think everyone is still. If you're still here, folks, welcome. Uh, there's more of this. If you're if you're enjoying it, <laughs> <laughs> um, we are on fire today. Uh, not on fire. fire. We're on fire. We're on, on fuego, mm, as they fuego. say yep. in languages. Okay, yep. so in, in language. <laughs> So when you're not sure what it is, why don't we get into some uh, breaking news? Okay, let's do it. Oh my god, let's do it. You know what? You're always so into the FTC. Why don't Why don't you kick this one off, apes? I knew you were going to do that to me. Oh my god! All right, I have to do all the social ones. You have to do something. I know. know. Fair. Oh my god! I know. Come on, giving me all the heavy lifting. Come on. So FTC, uh, the a running start, folks. Go. It's like I'm yeah, I'm just off, just like flying. FTC. <laughs> My God, energy level. If this audio was run through sentiment, what would it say? You know, I mean the sentiment analysis would be a little bit better. All right, all right, here we go. Here we go. Pump it up, so FTC's endorsement guide maintains a focus on transparency and deceptiveness. <gasps> So it says, in a sense, some of the FTC communication is far away from as good as PR can get. As we know, clear, unambiguous, concise, straightforward communication is the gold standard for PR. Conversely, mm. a joke holds that if the FTC and other government writing were clear, lawyers' incomes would suffer since anyone could interpret it. So basically, they said that they're updating the guides to crack down on fake reviews and other forms of misleading marketing. And we're warning marketers on stealth advertising that target kids. 
So that's their new, the, the newest thing. Then they say, whether it's fake reviews or influencers who hide that they were paid to post, this kind of deception results in people paying more money for bad products and services, and it hurts honest competitors. Yeah, I think I mean it, it's it's something that's been a problem for a long time. I mean, a lot of people get kind of schnookered into buying something from a weird website. Schnookered, schnookered. Yeah, I'm bringing I'm bringing that's that could be drunk or bringing fooled. it back. Yeah, I'm bringing it back. Why not? It, uh, anything with like a like a like a, a solid three consonants together deserves okay. another look. <laughs> you yep. know what I mean? Um, sure. But uh, now with with kids really having more buying power or more access. I mean, dumb parents have been doing this stuff for a while, just buying something and just like, oh, wow, this is great. And they end up getting it. And it's like, I mean, have you ever ordered anything from Wish? No. Why? What happens? Is it not a Wish come true? You need to to look at what size it is because it will be like, oh, my God, look at this mug. And it's like, it comes to you and it's a doll's mug. Wow. That sucks. But it is a lot of fun to look through because there's some there's some pretty interesting things. But anyway, like you, you have to be smart about it. So, but also these reviews are becoming a big issue because now people are like, oh well, I'm going to use reviews, and what they're doing is they're kind of editing them. A lot of companies will edit them, mm-hmm. so it's just like you were the worst company in the entire world. And they'd be like, you are the company in the entire world, and they will use that for and and people are like, wow, that's a great review. Still stupid, but like I, I mean, it, it works yeah. um, for a child. Um, but this isn't—I I think the end of the world. I just think it's like another thing to kind of hold um, people accountable. Really, this is an accountable accountability measure. Yep. I mean, do you think it'll work? I, I think these people that are utilizing these tactics will find other tactics that are just you know as detestable. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. Well, there's now, and, and did we talk about this already? The, the bots that people are using to actually create social media comments on posts. Mm-hmm. So there's now AI that people are using to actually look like they're real people. And they've perfected it at the point where people are interacting with the comments that the bots are putting out. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we've used programs in the past that have those as a feature and we have turned mm-hmm. that feature off just because sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Because it basically, it would be like if it's a pet industry client um, and it's like an Instagram bot that you would get, what they would do is they would like follow and comment. And when they Mm -hmm. comment, it would be, generally speaking, if it's a pet product, it's going to be pictures of cute animals. And it would be like, oh my God, that's so cute. When's the last time she had her nails cut? That could work for anybody. You know what I mean? Oh, good. Okay. That was a sneeze. I thought that was a yawn. I was like, Jesus, do I have to really kick it up a notch over here? What's going on? I I sneezed twice. Okay. Well, well, God bless everything. I'm all right. Everything's fine. Gesundheit. Uh, from a line. Should we, should we move on to the next one? Oh my God. Yes. Because anytime that I see the word Pinterest, I fall asleep. So Pinterest releases new shopping and seller features. Okay. I'm sorry, Pinterest. I, I do find you very boring, but I'm not your target audience. I think it, Pinterest is a really good site. If you are looking for um, ways of marketing your business, so what they're doing is to seeking to enhance their in-app shopping experience. So mm-hmm. they've had, they have new features. Um, so the API for shopping allows sellers to manage their product catalog and metadata. Good. It's product tagging pins are now enable. Um, they now enable merchants to tag their products in their catalog 
to branded content and images. Um, so that's a really big deal. That's something that um, currently is available to people on Facebook and um, Instagram right now mm-hmm. for tagging and shopping. So I do feel that Pinterest is, it's kind of like a quiet killer. Like I think it could really be a, with this feature it's really, really good for advertisers um, and mm. brands that are looking to really increase their social selling. Mm-hmm. Um, but the video catalogs tool allows sellers to create videos for the items in their catalog and allows shoppers to view their products from multiple angles, which is just kind of like what you would see on a site like uh-huh, Amazon. And also is added shop tab on business profiles to help sellers better sell their merchandise. My main question is, why the f- are you doing this so late? Like, why, why, why are you doing this earlier? Like, I, I don't know. Like, when, when an e-commerce company comes to me, I do not tell them that they should be starting off with Pinterest mm. because there's no freaking shopping. And now they're doing it. And it's kind of like, this has been going on in Meta for like, I don't know, years. So I think it's like, oh, wow, breaking news. <laughs> Pinterest catches up to the rest of the f-ing universe. It's, it's kind of like, that's the news. Yeah. But, the, but the features are good. So I'm okay. Do you look at Pinterest at all? Not really. It only happens if I Google an image and I end up there on accident. But I don't no. proactively use Pinterest. It's like if I'm, I don't know, Googling like entryway, mudroom, like, like creative design ideas or whatever. Oh my God. And then all of a sudden, entryway, mudroom. I can imagine what some of the alternative pictures are probably coming up. I don't, we have to look at our search history folks, but we don't have, we can't, we can't it, <laughs> FBI still has the computer. It was, and it was Adele, but uh, not Adele the singer. It was Adele. Yeah. A- a- Adele. <laughs> so why don't we go on? I left it there you know after what? I was on a bender. When, whenever we, whenever we're talking about uh, Pinterest, I love a nice solid meta chaser um, on that with a breaking news from meta. Um, and they're publishing a new report on the importance of building brand loyalty and online marketing. Loyalty? Loyalty! <laughs> loyalty! Loyalty! That's, loyalty. Uh, that, that could be a really good boy's, boy's name. <laughs> loyalty! <laughs> oh, come here, loyalty, loyalty. Anyway, enough about my, my future children's names. Um, yes, that'll be your next dog. Yeah, my next dog. Yeah. Olive and loyalty? Uh, loyalty? Oh, get loyalty, come here. <laughs> oh my god. Anyone who loyalty, was... go get your piggy. <laughs> oh, loyalty, you know, go, go get go, your go, baby. Go, 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 baby. Loyalty, do you want to go party? You wanna go party? No poopy poopy loyalty. Yeah, the best thing, the best thing ever, like little insi- little insights, little this is this is this is probably like uh one of our like uh, our bonus pieces. But I will literally all of will go deuce. She'll drop a deuce and then I'll be like, oh, oh time to pee pee. <laughs> she immediately jumps down and pees. It's the cutest thing ever. No, she does not. She does. No, she's like, she's like That's human. So cute. It's so cute. When I first got my dog, I taught her to go. I said, hey, you need to go potty. And she thought every time she went potty, she got a treat. So then I would ask her to go potty and she would fake it because she didn't have to pee. Yep. But she wanted a treat, so she'd squat anyway. Mm-hmm. Adorable. I heard the funniest thing yesterday. I think it was like last week on a show, and it was like I was so scared. I was sh- I was shaking more than a shitting dog's leg. <laughs> and I said, I thought to myself, 
That's, I, now I could not see the leg and not think of that joke. Good. But that's anyway. All right. But, well, you know, this is not really that interesting. Well, come on. Consumer behaviors are changing, you know, and this week Meta just published a new <laughs> report um, and it highlights some of the key trends in online shopping engagement and what they really mean for the brand and your brand as well, folks. Mm-hmm. It's a 26 yep. page report that you can see. We'll share the link and um, Hype Busters. You can probably skip clicking on it because it's kind of boring. Um, but Because you um, read the whole 26 page report? Um, I, 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 I gleaned. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what was, the, what was the most interesting part of the 26-page report, Chris? Um, I think it was that online shoppings increasingly care whether the brand supports values that they believe in. Um, uh-huh. And it's increased by almost 10% um, from May to June to August to September of last year. So that data is really up to date, which I thought was really great um, for our breaking news segment. So looking at all of the data from three years ago, when we were in the middle of a pandemic and then, and then kind of trying to find a real world usage of it, I found it very troubling and misleading. Mm -hmm. So I'm busting the hype, skip the report, (laughs) but I will say that um, if you want to uh, get real, real good information, I guess, creating a community is like the new thing. That's what everyone is trying to do. And I think that that's really important. And I think they're just weighing in to say like, Oh yeah, we are too. We want to do it too. Um, <laughs> that's it for that one. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Okay. Let's move on. Yay. Okay. Talk about it. Oh, okay. Better go to hell. I thought we were going to thinking like like Bonnie Raitt or something. No, no. (laughs) Give him something to talk about. Julia Roberts movie. Oh, she looks rough. Okay. So um, (laughs) this is is our next segment. Okay. Introducing. Go, Chris. Hi, folks. I am Chris Tompkins. I'll be your captain. Captain speaking. Um, Next thing up is we are going to go really close in five minutes and around a counterpoint. First one we're going to be talking about is a really, really hot take on the EA employees. So, April, why don't you take that? Because I'm taking the last two stories. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, let me get this fully up here. Oh, yeah. Get it fully up. If anyone wants me to tell jokes in the meantime... No, no, we got it. It's it's up now. Okay, so EA employees have spoken out after a controversial single... Um, and a player game's tweet sparks backlash. So, <gasps> oh, okay. I'm sorry. So, I'm sorry. Yes, yes. So, the EA's now notorious attempt to capitalize on a popular meme went down like a ton of bricks and left gamers and people within the industry aghast at the company's apparent tone-deaf response. The popular there attend trend is another creation at the hands of TikTok that implies a person could be absolutely stunning, but they have a flaw that overshadows their beauty. And then Twitter became rampant with variations of it, and EA tried to do the same, only it wasn't actually EA that did it. So there was a single-player tweet that caused widespread condemnation. According to USA Today, recording a recent tweet, the, quote, main EA account isn't actually managed by EA's internal social brand or communications teams. And one of the outlet sources said, I'm 99% sure the person who posted the tweet and their manager don't even know about single player games comment from a decade ago. A decade ago. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, so the comment refers to E as game chief Frank Jabu back in 2010 saying, their developers are very comfortable moving the discussion towards how we make connected gameplay, be it cooperative or multiplayer or online services, as opposed to fire and forget packaged goods only, single player, 25 hours and you're out. I think that model is finished. Do you follow why this is so upsetting? <laughs> well, I think what's what's upsetting is that these uh -huh. uh, these people that are that are that are playing games are pretty serious. I mean, mm -hmm. they're okay. I don't know if you've seen. Um, it's actually a really great show. It's done by Ron Howard and Brian Glazer. Is, this, is that his name? Brian Glazer. Anyway, um, it's on Netflix and it's called Web Web of Deceit or Web of Lies, and it's a it's a series. And basically, one, the first episode in that series is about swatting and how mm -hmm. um, these gamers. It all started out for these gamers that were chatting and they were just like being rude to one another, and they had like these whole other alter egos that were really awful and really hateful and nasty and telling people to go kill themselves and stuff anyway this one oh, yeah. guy got really into like um calling swat on people's houses and saying like he was trapped and he was getting murdered in the basement and then they would be, and what would happen is while they were playing the game he would swat them so that the live players that were playing the game with him would see the swat team come in and get him get the, get the person so, and it, I mean, it's really interesting, um, but uh, that showed me the, the inside track onto how serious these people are. So mm -hmm. if there are single players um, or single player games out there, gamers mm -hmm. out there, they would take great offense to it. And I think what EA did was they were just like, um, sorry, man. I'm like, what? I, I just think the response sucked. Yep, it did. Also, why are they not manning their own social media again? You'd be surprised at some of these people that, really? uh, they, yeah, I mean, we've worked with absolute mega international brands doing things that I can't believe they outsourced over the years. And, and I understand why, because after working with them, obviously I can't drop any names here, folks, because I have NDAs up my ass coming at my ass, really, because there's nothing, I don't, I don't put NDAs in my ass there. I'm just, I'm just overflowing with NDAs, I guess I should say. Um, yeah. Which is which is interesting because I'm so candid. But no, I would see the inner workings of these companies, and I'd be like, "Holy, sh who is manning yeah. this?" It's like a, it's like that game Mousetrap. But oh my god, I forgot about that. Oh my it god, never, wasn't it never really works. It, like they had the commercials, and it always looked really fun, and you, you wanted to play it, and then you played it in real life, and it was never even close to as exciting. Oh, I I used to love it. Really? Yeah, maybe you had a like version of it or like I you did. played because if, if if like anybody had ever chewed any of the pieces it doesn't work like it has to be absolutely so if you were well, like chewing the guy chew that it. was jumping into the bathtub and <laughs> that must be what it was it was you anytime i see you you're like oh my god i could really go for the guy that jumps into the bathtub and mousetrap <laughs> it's phallic right something you like but yeah so that's ea ea what the hell are you doing it's a bummer yeah, but you know, hey, what's the uh, lesson? Go agencies available. <laughs> what 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 do you think the lesson is here, though, for brands? I think the lesson here for brands is that you have to be more connected to all of your messaging strategies. It, it's one of those things, and it's and it's true because we do have clients. We've had clients over the year, and I'm sure you have as well. Mm. That are just like you do you over there, and I'm hiring you to do that. I'm just going to do some crazy mm -hmm. over here, and then it's like mm -hmm. so disconnected that. 
if your part amplifies, their part looks weird. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's kind of maybe the reverse of what happened on this one. The, mm-hmm. the actual agency that was working on it kind of fumbled the ball. Or what they would have done, this is another thing that happened, I could say this could have happened, is that maybe that agency reached out to EA and said, hey, you guys need to respond to this immediately. This is what we suggest. What do you think? And they're just like, well, we're going to have 85 meetings about this. And then we're going to call Japan and then we're going to have a conference. Call. And it's like, no, we need this. Is, this is crisis communication. Right. You know what I mean, well, Japan's yeah. involved somehow. I know it is. But um, but no, it's why, why, why you got to smear Japan, man? No, Japan's the bomb. I'm just saying that they they have like <laughs> I'm bringing the bomb back too. Schnookered and the bomb. I see that. I see that. And if you go to um, T, uh, T Nation, we have all of our Hype Buster swag that has some of our favorite sayings on them. Um, and we have a couple t-shirts that say, I'm apes, um, which is selling like hotcakes, especially in nipple <laughs> pink and violet. So if you like to get the crop top that says schnookered, we're selling those um, on Thursday of next week, which you will find out by looking at your calendar. Next up, we have uh, another. This one really creeps me out. Oh, okay. So why don't you why don't you announce it? Okay. So Snapchat hired the head of U.S. Secret Service. So Director Murray is becoming their new chief security officer. I think this is very strange. So Secret Service Director James Murray is retiring from his post for a new position as Snapchat's chief security officer at the end of the month. His private sector move was first reported by the Washington Post on Thursday, shortly after the longtime protective service officials' departure from government was announced by the Secret Service in a public statement. He will join Snap, Snapchat's parent company, next month, and then will report directly to the CEO and the co-founder. I think this is very, very weird. Yeah. Why do you think this is weird? Because you have strong thoughts on it. Well... In general, I don't like when people from Secret Service or those or FBI, CIA, intermedia, that this has been happening a lot on the media side as well, where suddenly now they're news personalities. And it's like, what if, I don't know. I mean, I watch Homeland, right? Like, what if they're still connected to other people and there's some kind of thing happening behind the scenes. I mean, it, I think it's bad for the media credibility in general to have too many of these crossovers because I think it just makes people's eyebrows raise. I mean, in this case, obviously, he's their chief you know, security officer. So that's not as weird as if he were like suddenly director of marketing, like oper- chief operations officer. That would be really creepy. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's it's like... You know, there was a statement that President Joe Biden said of Murray, Jim embodies the meaning of service over self and protected the families of U.S. presidents like they were part of his own and were incredibly grateful for his service to our country and our family. And now he's a Snapchat? Strikes me as weird. Well, I don't I, I don't know. Like for this, I, I agree. With the counterpoint. I think it's weird. But I also feel like if you're looking for a chief security officer, I mean, if I'm looking at a resume, that's pretty damn impressive. I mean, well, yeah, but why? Like protecting presidents and then protecting like social media platform. Well, maybe he just wants a quieter life, uh, or you know what I mean? Like maybe it's a little bit different. Maybe I don't know. I would say that there could be a conspiracy theory here, but like after seeing how people are changing jobs anymore, I don't have a clue. You know, it's it's. Yeah. I'm like the people that are applying to jobs. Like I had an archaeologist. 
like that was decorated archaeologist that mm-hmm, had mm-hmm. published studies apply for an entry-level creative assistant job. And I, and I actually, I responded and I said, Hey, you have none of the qualifications and I'm not going to hire you, but curious, why are you going for this job? And it's just like, mm-hmm. I want to try something different. I want a lighter lift, but I still want to be able to use my mind and whatever. And it's like, okay, we'll do Sudoku. I'm like, I don't get out the hell away to my time. But <laughs> you know, like, but still it's like, I'm seeing a lot of weird stuff. Um, so this is yep. kind of in that category, but I agree because you don't use TikTok because China's going to, well, you do have that tinfoil hat, which works. But the the um, the uh, I'm kidding I'm kidding I jazzed. Hilarious. Okay. No. okay. Should we so move, should we move on this. to the next the next article? Yeah, the next one is great. Um, it's great. It's from uh, one of my all time favorite publications, The Drum. So has the marketing industry really gone too far with social purpose? I would immediately say yes. Then Agreed. I'll tell you what the article says. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, we both say yes. And then what does the article say? So this PG brand boss, uh, Mark Pritchard, said the industry has gone too far um, with purpose marketing that focuses on good at the expense of creating work that drives growth. And uh, that's pretty much a bold statement from the brand that inspired many a copycat of its ads focused on social and environmental causes. So they're saying, yeah, yeah you know, you're a little bit of a fake ass with this. But brands... Um, might say that it's their responsibility to do have a do good message at the heart of their ad campaigns, but cynics such as Christopher Tompkins, co-host of Pipe Busters, might argue <laughs> that work that will help marketers and their agencies win awards. At the Can Lion Festival, um, for example, a number of the Grand Prix gongs went to social purpose campaigns, regardless of their efficacy, extra, et cetera, et cetera, ad nauseum. I think it's gone too far. What do you think? I completely agree. I mean, in general, and I actually just wrote an article for Newsweek about this. I feel like brands aren't doing us any favors as a already divided nation in uniting us. So I feel like throwing your weight behind that as a giant brand and just adding to the further fractionalization of the country, not only does it not serve you having a diverse audience that is your target base, but it also doesn't help the fabric of society, right? So like, why would you do that? I don't, I think there are certain brands who have already built themselves on being, you know, identified as one side or the other. I mean, Ben and Jerry's is a great example of a brand that's just been around forever and they were, you know, supporting social causes um, is the hippies that they are for forever. And so like, okay, stick with that, right? That's part of the brand. You're Mike Lindell and you've got my pillow and you're like, leaning hard into that and that's your target audience fine right but don't just be a brand who serves everyone and suddenly decides that you're going to throw your hat in the ring into some politically divisive topic because first of all you're not doing yourself any favors and second of all you never know when the tide's going to shift right so there are all these companies that you know took these hard stands okay we're we're going to fire all the non-vaccinated employees and now some people are still very upset about whether people are or aren't vaccinated, but for the most part, it's sort of exited stage left as being something that's central to the dialogue. So if you decided to die on that hill, you took a big stand. If you're, for example, an airline that did that, do you now risk that from now until the next decade, unless you repair that decision, that you no longer get the same level of, you know, customers from the opposite point of view. 
also on, on top of that, if you aren't consistently supporting it, which I know Chris and I have talked about before, like if you aren't consistently supporting a cause, then you look opportunistic. So if you're not consistently doing something for Black Lives Matter and all of a sudden, oh, everyone's doing it, let's jump on the bandwagon and then a month later you're done with it, mm-hmm. then you just look gross and slimy. You don't want to be just a clinger on. You want to be somebody that is devoted to something. So if you're if your brand's actually devoted to animal welfare or the environment or whatever, fine. But just do it and do it consistently. Don't just jump in on socio-political topics that are hot just to throw your hat in the ring. I think it's very, very irresponsible. I agree with you. I think that there's a better way of doing this. And I think that if you do have groups within your organization, depending on the size of your organization, that are supporting specific causes, then give to those causes and support those employees. That's a great way of showing up. And then you could do a press release about it on the on the DL. You know what I mean? Not like do a whole ad campaign. But like if it's going like, it's kind of like, oh, what's this month? Oh, 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 it's, it's Alzheimer's month. Everything's purple. We love Alzheimer's. We, we want to get rid of it. We're going to, you know, never forget. Like, right. And then it's like, and then it's like, boom, then it's Black History Month. And then boom, it's Gay Pride Month. And then boom. And it's kind of just like, it's lame. It's, it's lame. lame. It's, 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 it's I, I think it's just disingenuous. Yeah. And also I think that then there's the other way for the people to play it really safe. And I feel like this is the other side of this coin, which is also mm-hmm. equally sh- which is like, I feel so many advertisements now feel like pharmaceutical ads. I feel like mm. everything feels like a pharmaceutical ad. So, and why do pharmaceutical ads have a certain feeling? Because they're trying to hit every note, every color, every person, every age. Everyone is kind of like doing okay and they're good situations, but we have to show every single person. And I feel like that's fine. Showing diversity is one thing, but forcing diversity or forcing kind of it looks uh, contrived it looks super contrived it's kind of like like and but it's really interesting too though i mean i will look into even shutterstock we've worked with some clients that they focus on um, diversity and casting and they are they're hired by like shutterstock and they're just like we want all of these people and the people they're choosing are all the ones that are as extremely unique like all of the unicorns because Mm -hmm. they want to start showing the unicorns in their ads to make them seem like they're more well-rounded Aside from it being like, just be well-rounded, just be part of it. Right. I don't like that forced thing, like forced diversity. I don't like. Yeah. Like having like, if someone has a bionic arm, it's kind of just like, okay, we need someone without a limb for this campaign. It's like, Mm -hmm. "Mm, I don't know. So. Right. uh, Well, and and why aren't you attracting and hiring those people organically and naturally just because they're also considered along with every other qualified candidate, right? Why? I don't, I don't quite understand that, but. Again, it seems disingenuous. Yeah. And I think social purpose marketing is like a gross subject altogether. I think social purpose is one thing, but when you put marketing to it, I do marketing. I'm about (laughs) manipulating people. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? It's manipulation. It's thought manipulation. Getting people when they are most apt at making a decision. It's, I don't know. I don't like it. It's gross. Yeah. Okay. That is something that was, that was, it's way creepier than uh, Snapchat hiring the security person. Yeah. So, so if you are at Snapchat right now, go f- yourself. No, I'm kidding. Um. So next up, we have April's favorite. Cash or trash? Cash or trash? And folks, we have a humdinger that will leave you schnookered. Go to T Republic. Schnooker T-shirts are on sale now. Actually, you need to screen share this because it's so bizarre. Okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to screen share this, folks. 
So um, <laughs> don't steal my IP. There we go. First story, KFC Crocs. So disgusting. Take them all Why? in. Why Take is this happening? In. Oh, yeah. Give me that crockage. Yeah. Wait, they just did the weird thing with the flower bouquet, too. Why are they doing all these weird cross-branded efforts that are so bizarre? This is what happens when you hire an intern to do your branding. This is, <laughs> just, this, this smacks of, for me, I, I think what they said is like, we want to do some crazy stuff. And then there's a, a new person, a new hire, and it's just like, can I just do anything? And they're just like, go for it. And they're like, yay, let's do bouquets of chicken. And let's do like coleslaw underwear. And like. (laughs) Coleslaw underwear. Yeah. But the coleslaw is inside. Like, so it just, you can just feel it, but it doesn't touch your skin. Oh, it's disgusting. Mm, It is. Especially the carrots are really hard on your buttocks. Mm -mm. (laughs) So this is, this is, these are, these are Crocs. Really adorable. Then they have a nice little uh, representation of a piece of chicken. I would tell you something for nothing. If I came home, my dog would rip that chicken off that crock so fast. (laughs) (laughs) But um, so, yeah. So are you going to be wearing um, KFC's latest pile of idea? Nope. Mm -mm, Nope. Not happening. How about if you had one foot in an HVR one and one foot in a KFC crock? No, uh, still no. And obviously, we could read look longer in this article, and it will probably say they've sold out. There's only everyone has a pair already. Oh, aren't we cool? No, you made like four pairs, and you gave them to employees, and you're sold out. God, I know this works, but this is uh, great, right? It, it's it's really something. It's really something, um, really folks. Something if you want to gift anything for April for her road trip, please get her a pair of KFC Crocs, please. Um, because she's actually, going- Chris also wants them for his RV trip. I do, I do, but I wanted the HVR because I'd like uh, Chris, a little piece of you? broccoli and just pop what's it. What size shoes? What? What size shoes do you wear? Um, eleven. Okay, perfect. Yep. Um, and drop into our DMs, and we'll give you our home mailing address so that you can send us some shoes and probably kill us later. So um, <laughs> then, uh, so this is the KFC Croc, which everyone is clamoring for. Um, so trash, trash all day, gross. Okay. Then we got. Hola Fresh. It's hello. Hello Fresh. Hello. Hello Fresh. Hello. Hello Fresh. Hello. Hello Fresh. Hello Fresh. Cooking series challenges Twitch streamers to unleash the feast. What does that even mean? Um, it's a live cooking competition show on Twitch, which is owned by Amazon, which why isn't every fucking thing? I see. And it's basically it's a series that offers viewers a chance to win prizes and to receive discounts and free shipping on HelloFresh meal kits, um, which everyone's really breaking down their doors to win, I'm sure. Um there's uh some each 75 minute episode huh. features three popular streamers competing in a series of head-to-head cooking tasks with the goal of preparing a HelloFresh meal. Oh god, shoot me in the face. Viewers of the live stream can participate in the action by posting comments, whatever. Okay, it's a cooking show. We got it. We're not going to, we can get out of that. I don't have a problem with this. I don't either. My only question is who the hell's doing that? Like people actually competing in these? Are the prizes? Well, they're obviously streamers. So they have to be on Twitch. So they have to be active people that I'm guessing have some sort of following because they wouldn't just get regular. Oh, regular. yeah. Okay. That makes sense. So it's, so it's a way of sort of supporting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, I'm I'm done with this. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll I catch, catch this. this. I'll catch this. Do you, you do that? Do you do that like 
here comes a box of ingredients and you cook it, don't you? Yeah, sun basket. Sun basket is what you use, okay. Yeah, and I'm obsessed. Um, How many do you get like a, a like a month? I get one every week. I get one so, a week, okay. And I usually get three or four depending on which recipes I like and how much I'm going to be home versus not. So you get three a month, is that what you're saying? Or three no, 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 three a week. So meaning I get one box a week with three or four meals. Gotcha. And so four boxes a month. So Jesus Christ, how much is that? Um, don't know. Yeah, don't tell. Um, <laughs> oh man. So well you know what? military. Um okay. food is good and it does cost a lot to get it shipped. Um so get oh 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 my god, it's like two of a re- like these are all repeat offenders, except for Ola Fresh. This one it's is another good. one. Okay, let me just get this. We just okay. talked about, well, I talked about Old Spice, I think, with Hamish on the on the Trust Relations podcast. Okay. They did, they did a super gross, they did a super gross uh, ad where the guy was had his armpit um, oh. spouting. Oh, yuck. It was like MacGyver style, so a superhero or something. He was like saving the day, and then his, it was like a stream of, it was disgusting. Anyway, um, yeah, so Arby's is back, though, because we've talked about Arby's a couple of times. They did the weird vodka. Mm-hmm. They did, what was the other weird thing they did recently? Something else. So this Arby's is just like, Arby's and uh, Hidden Valley Ranch and Crocs are all like in it to win it with all these weird crossover things. Yeah, I mean, it's, so basically this Old, old Spice and Arby's did a collab or collabo to promote um, sweet defense dry spray in addition to the restaurant chain's half-pound roast beef sandwich, which is all around the meat sweats. What are the meat sweats? The meat sweats are when you have um, too much meat, like you eat too much meat and you start sweating because your body- Is that an actual thing? It is, yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. See, I don't eat meat. I have no idea. That's really gross. But you have to eat a lot of it. It's not like you just eat like a hamburger and you get the meat sweats. It's kind of like when you overindulge. I see. Huh. Look at you learning on. I see, Hyde Busters is educational. Yeah, it's all about sex and overeating. Um, <laughs> sex and overeating in your mudroom. <laughs> with, a, with, a, with, a, with pants. And my boyfriend, the hunk of cheese. So um okay so, so basically they're doing like a deodorant to help you when you get the meat sweats so yeah. it's old spice meets arby's because arby's is saying you eat too much meat at arby's yeah because arby's is uh they have the meats is that like positive to be like hey come over and indulge and eat so much meat that you sweat yeah, i don't i don't think so i think it's just i think it's a joke i don't think they're trying two to cans that. are sixty dollars Two cans of what? I think, well, this is all like collector's items, I'm sure. Who's buying this? I'm just looking at some of this. Uh, they're also Arby's, also Old Spice is teaming up with Thor as well. Um, really? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, I Old Spice. I feel like they. This is a little jump the sharky for me. Arby's is, see, I think that Arby's comes out better on this one. 
than Old Spice does. I do too, but I think it's weird for, but I don't know if it helps either really that much. Well, the thing is that it's more about, it's kind of like, wow, look how much meat you get at Arby's. That's crazy. Uh, 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 I see. And that's the deal with Arby's. Like when you order something from them, it's like, it's a lot of meat. And when when you get Old Spice, you burn your arms off, armpits off. Do you? I don't know. Just just try and throw out some conspiracy theories. I mean, Kyle uses Old Spice and I haven't seen his armpits burn off. Well... You haven't looked close enough because sometimes <laughs> happens. It, the burning happens beneath the surface. I mean, what lies beneath with with the old spice underarm deodorant? I'm trashing this. I don't like it. Okay, trash. Also, okay. Also, this I've been wanting to ask you the whole podcast. What's with the drum set oh, in the back? Is, Are you trying to keep up with me in the music studio behind me? I'm like Sheila E. Wait. So do you can? Why aren't you? Pl- playing this as like side effect like but um like why aren't you giving us i can't hear it is it making sound in the room oh my god wait and do you have a you have an ableton push behind you yeah why do you have an ableton push because it can create music on it are you creating music now what is happening that's been behind me Anyone who's watched Type Busters has seen the Ableton push behind me. I've never put together it's an Ableton push. So what do you, wait, what do you, let's hear some beats. I don't have it plugged in currently. Oh. I don't have it. Because I have to plug it into this to plug it into the screen to move, make it work. I see, I see, I see, I see. And my program is old and et cetera. It's problematic. I see. So wait, do you use Ableton Live? So folks, this has been like an amazing episode of Type Busters. It's really ended on a high note. Which is uh, which has nearly put me to sleep, but I'm still awake, and I'm here to say goodbye. Um, so, what do we what do we what do we learn today? Nothing. Um, April's going on a trip. Uh, EA is weird. FTC is weird. Snapchat's weird. FC's Old weird. Spice and Arby's are weird. So Hello, friends. Great. In your life, people oh, are. Did a good job. Chris and Apes, the only yeah. people that can de- consistently deliver this amount of dribble that you subscribe to. And, then, and actually just got word from Veronica. We are number five in Romania. So we are climbing the international charts. Um, yep. But for some reason it's, uh, we're number five on Facebook in Romania. So I don't know how that works. We'll have to look at our, uh, our inner workings. Well, we, we need everyone to uh, like and rate our show and then subscribe and leave us yeah. a rating. Yeah, and if you have comments, you know, keep them to yourself. I, I mean, I really. <laughs> no, we love to hear from you. We love to hear from you, and um, that's 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 what we like. We're we're open and honest people well, here. We should thank everyone for joining us for another episode of Hype Busters. Oh man, do you have any questions about the news companies and conversations from the show this week? You'll be able to find the contact details in the notes below. Meaning, not below me right now, but below you when you're looking at this or reading this or, or just whenever you are. <laughs> Our DMs, technically my DMs, because Chris probably won't respond to you, are always open for news company suggestions that you want to hear about. And if you're looking to put your own brand in the hot seat, we want to hear from you. Yeah, exactly. And if you're going to come on the show, you know, just be interesting. So uh, see you next time, folks, for more real talk on strategic communication with me, Chris, and her. April! Oh, it is. It's April White. Yeah. Trust and believe. Oh, bye. Bye.
Mm-hmm.